Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM. We're live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time, streaming on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links tweeted out segment by segment on our Twitter feed at ATOZ Sports. You can retweet us and repost us there. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok for more Titans coverage. And we got to thank our sponsors for making this uh, morning show happen and helping out all of you. That's Wilson County Hyundai. Make Wilson County Hyundai a part of your new par- car buying process in Lebanon or at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Boneandjointtn.org, the Aura app, keeping you safe online, uh, aura.com slash ATOZ. And Farm Bureau Health Plans, better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a health plan for you at fbhp.com slash ATOZ. Zach, uh, you mentioned it. The back in the win column, not dead yet. The Titans felt like they were uh, on the brink and starting to... Uh, unravel at, at the seams. I not fun locker room to go into for the last few weeks for me. And now you get a victory that I feel like lets a little bit of this tension and this air out of the fan base and this team. The real question is how the heck are you four and oh and how do you turn one victory into two next week against the Colts and start to build some momentum? Well they said it in the broadcast and it's odd because they've been so good in Nissan Stadium winning games and they've I mean, they put it on the Bengals, right? They they put it on the Falcons, and they were ended up winning uh, yesterday, and they they beat the Chargers earlier in the year. There's four, but the London game, do you kind of feel like the NFL? I mean, it kind of s- screwed the Titans in their trend this season yep. because their home game was over across the pond against a very good team. I actually got backdoored in my bet last night because of those Baltimore Ravens on Sunday Night Football. They are a good football team. The Titans did not win in London, but they've been able to win at home. And used to, back in my day, that's what they always said. Win your home games. If you can win all of your home games, you steal a couple of away games, you're a playoff team. Well, the NFL has thrown a curveball because they're sending your ass to Germany. They're sending your ass all the way to, to Mexico, to London, I mean, they're having you play internationally, and it's not a true home game. So I think that definitely has impacted the Titans' season, but it's about the play and the roster. And now they had, speaking of curveballs, they had a curveball in the middle of the season, which I think is a positive with the switch up at quarterback, right? This is more about Will Levis and how he is becoming an NFL quarterback, playing an NFL game. You're not at Kentucky anymore. And we've seen some progress within that. So four and seven, they're not dead yet. If you look at the standings, how crazy it is. Because yesterday was the key catalyst game. If they would have lost to the Panthers, the season's done. You're, yeah, you're deader than dead. We're you're, on number one pick watch if you lose to the Panthers. Exactly. <laughs> and so that didn't happen. And it really, I think it changes the lens 
that Titans fans and, you know, the people in the Titans front office, coaching staff and players, how they view this season moving forward. I think, uh, yeah, I don't blame Titans fans for having this pessimistic attitude and people like Blake come in here says, ah, season's over. Come on now. Right. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that you're, you're way wrong or anything, Blake. I mean, the Titans have not given you very many reasons to believe that this team can rattle off a bunch of wins in a row, which at this point is what it's going to take to get back into contention. But as Zach mentioned, when you look at the standings here, the Indianapolis Colts are in the playoff picture right now. If the season ended today in the AFC, the Indianapolis Colts at six and five, a team that is just two spots ahead of you that you've got a date with next week, a chance to come back towards that mean and get towards five and seven, six and seven, start building victory. So I mean, you're two wins away from that last spot. Uh, hard task. Absolutely. And like I said, Titans giving you no reason to believe it, but they're not dead yet, Zach. And that's critical for, like you mentioned, how this team views themselves. There's a lot of big names and big characters on this Titans roster from Derrick Henry to DeAndre Hopkins to Jeffrey Simmons. You've got a head coach in Mike Vrabel who's not used to losing football games. And it's important that this group knows, hey, we can win. And hey, we can build on it moving forward. And that was a message that uh, Titans head coach Mike Vrabel kind of, uh, you know, said during his postgame press conference. Here's the head coach. Right, concluded it wasn't perfect, but how good just to win again? And, just yeah. great. It's fan, you know, I mean, it's put a lot into it. I'm happy for the players, you know, happy for the coaches and our fans and, you know, organization and everybody included. It's, you know, you put a lot into it every week and these games are, they're tough, they're tight, they're close, and, you know, a few plays make the uh, make the difference. And, you know, would have liked to end it on offense there in a, in a four-minute drive, but you know, it's great to see the defense come out and, and, and end it themselves. What's the well, for you guys to be able to build on this? Just stop beating ourselves. Start there, you know. Penalties on offense, Emmys, third-down penalties or quarterback scrambles, you know, so start there. So he cites a lot of the same stuff there, Zach, on how they can build on it, which is mental errors, quarterback scrambles, third down penalties. The third down penalties, wow, what an issue for the Titans yesterday and something that continues to pop up for them game after game. It blows my mind that that defense's ability to fail to get off the field against Carolina in a day that their defensive line was very effective and they held them to just 10 points defensively. You still just look at the secondary and, uh, it gives you a headache. Yeah, and and don't and I know the chat at the beginning. You know, it's like they're not dead yet, and the chat's like, oh, they're dead. They're six feet under. They're you know they're in the coffin. I, they're not. I mean, in, in all reality. But let's be realistic. The way they won yesterday's game against the worst team in the league, we also have to remind ourselves, right? Yeah. One glaring statistic, and I know the chat, if you've been watching this show all year and these Monday morning shows that I've been on, the one thing that I look at after the game concludes is how are the Titans on third down? Statistically showing they shouldn't have won yesterday's game because they were two for 11. And we had a lot of two for 12 games that they were losing earlier in the year. That two for 11 was, I think, more about the Carolina Panthers than the Tennessee Titans because that's not a recipe for a victory. 
but they had some untraditional things occur yesterday that had them give the opportunity to win that football game. So Mike Vrabel's not wrong when he says it's tough to win in this league. And on any given Sunday, show of hands, how many people called that the Packers would beat the Lions on Thanksgiving? Nobody. My BetMGM account is uh, well familiar with the fact that I didn't see that one coming. So <laughs> yeah, the sports books took my money uh, on Thursday too. Right now, I got it back. You know, for the Cowboys because I first half did me well. It's, it was a sweat, but it, it did me well. But that happens in this league. Good teams beat bad teams, and sometimes bad teams beat good teams. So uh, you know, the Titans at least took care of business. There is a lot to build off of. We're not that you know, you're not sitting here talking about three, three and eight. Okay, boys and girls, it's four and seven, and there are still division opponents ahead of you that are in the playoffs, right? You mentioned it. The Colts are right now in the playoffs. The Jags right now are in the playoffs. The Texans are it's such knocking a- on the door, and you play them twice. So the season is not over. That's how weird the NFL is. And, and Sam, I'll say this before you respond. Yeah. That's how the NFL has made it. Seven teams get in the playoffs now, right? They have an additional game, and your last game is against a divisional opponent. It's set up to come down to the wire and have hope for all of the fan bases for as long as possible. Not all the fan bases. The Patriots are dead, but the Titans are not yet dead. And it the way like the standings are also very weird to me because I look at the AFC standings and I'm just looking at some of the teams in between the Titans and the Colts that we mentioned. They don't do a ton for me. I mean, I see like the Raiders that doesn't do much for me. The Broncos, they've been hot. Doesn't do a ton for me. I see the Browns. They don't have a quarterback situation. Like, like there are some teams here that are still, kind of sketch. So I see like Bork said, Zach, well, I haven't seen a single network put them in the hunt. They're not in the hunt yet, but if they win against Indianapolis, they might be. Bork, I'm glad you brought that up because I I sat there and it wasn't an epiphany. I don't want to put it in that category, but I definitely had a big realization yesterday. Bork, the Jacksonville Jaguars for a period of time yesterday before the Chiefs came back and beat the Raiders with the number one seed in the AFC, led by Trevor Lawrence, who's the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. They're not talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars, just like they're not talking about the Tennessee Titans because they're small market teams. Ifs and buts, beers and nuts, Bork. If Trevor Lawrence was playing on a bigger market within a bigger market, you don't think that the NFL and all the analysts would be all over it? And I would also add this. That's why A to Z Sports was created. That's why Austin and I put it together because nobody was talking about the Titans and there are fans that realize it's just like we've got a hub down there in Jacksonville. We cover the Jags on A to Z Sports.com because not many people do. So there is a circuit for that. And I do think, you know, the the Titans are not going to be talked about. We all know that. And until if Will Levis becomes Patrick Mahomes, then maybe they will. But let's all understand this. This was a win for the Titans, and this got them back in whatever it is. They're back in it because they're not three and eight, they're four and seven. And there is a, a log jam 
in the AFC right there in the middle. You're not vying for the division. Don't get me wrong. But there is a playoff spot available if you start playing good football. The Jags last year won seven in a row and then made the playoffs, Bork. There you go. Not going to be easy, but uh, yeah, not dead. That eighth win is the cough. Like you're in the cough or that eighth loss. Rather you pick up eight loss. Number eight, you're kind of in the coffin. As long as you still got seven losses, you still got, you know, some hope. Uh, I'm really curious here, Zach, to, uh, to kind of see where you go with this next one, which is just one word to describe this win. You mentioned it was kind of a, you know, ugly. It wasn't the best win. You were playing the worst team in football, but a win is a win at the end of the day. And it kept you alive. So, uh, gonna hear what your one word is to describe this Titans win. Uh, before we do that, I want to tell everybody uh, in the chat about our friends over at Farm Bureau Health Plans. Farm Bureau Health Plans, uh, they have uh, better coverage, better rates, better service. You can learn more about a plan for you at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. Farm Bureau Health Plans has been serving Tennesseans for over 75 years. And a lot has changed in Tennessee over the years, but a lot of things have also stayed the same. Farm Bureau Health Plans being one of them. They've always valued personal relationships, especially when it comes to good health and good service. So you can plan on Farm Bureau Health Plans for health, dental, and vision. For better coverage, better rates, and better service, go to fbhp.com slash ATOZ or walk into one of their 200-plus locations across the state. That's fbhp.com slash ATOZ. A to Z Sports, we are powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports. They are the king of the sports book. You, man, I, I did have a bad beat last night, plus three. I thought I was going to push, plus it was in a parlay. And then all of a sudden, Zay Flowers took mm. me to the Daisy Shop. And <laughs> I, I got ran out, and I lost both of those bets. Unfortunate. Went to sleep with a little bit of a headache after that. But – Hey, Monday Night Football tonight, not the best game in the world, but can be more interesting because of BetMGM. Download the app today. All right, uh, Zach, I asked you for one word before you give that to me. Let's hear from the head coach one more time on how the Titans can build on yesterday's win. Great, concluded one perfect, but how good just to win again? And just yeah. great. It's fan, you know, I mean, it's put a lot into it. I'm happy for the players, you know, happy for the coaches and our fans and, you know, organization and everybody included. It's, you know, you put a lot into it every week and these games are, are tough, they're tight, they're close. And, you know, a f- few plays make the uh, make the difference. And, you know, would have liked to end it on offense there in a, f- in a four minute drive, but you know, it's great to see the defense come out and, and, and end it themselves. Just stop beating ourselves, start there, you know, penalties on offense. Emmys, third down penalties or quarterback scrambles. You know, so start there. That is Titans head coach Mike Vrabel after the win yesterday at Nissan Stadium. Zach, what one word comes to mind for you when you look back at yesterday's Titans win? Now I'm biased, but I think I have the perfect word for yesterday's Titans victory. And I'm looking in the chat and I hear a lot of needed, but I also see a lot of like meaningless, right? Or, man, I saw some of that. My word has some depth. I really thought about this word. Because on Monday morning when I wake up, I don't do the traditional shows like I used to. I don't get a chance to react immediately with the passion and the vigor and just the instant, right? I'll get that instant coffee after the the win. 
So I woke up this morning, and the easiest word that exemplifies, in my mind, is refreshing. It's refreshing because, and here it is, everybody's sitting here saying, oh, well, Zach is, you know, blowing flowers, blowing, it's refreshing because when you're dead tired at the end of the day, you splash some water on your face to get refreshed. Still doesn't mean you're not tired. Still doesn't mean your body doesn't need sleep. It still doesn't mean that you can't, I mean, you can power through for a couple more hours, but you're not going to go on another 12 to eight hour shift, right? You're just splashing water on your face. And that's what I think yesterday was. Now, can you get more out of yourself once you're refreshed? I think the Titans got more out of their season yesterday with a win because they splashed a little water on their face. And maybe, maybe Will Levis looks in the mirror and starts to play like we saw against Atlanta more, more so than what we've seen maybe against Jacksonville, right? Now, it's a team effort. You need guys back. You need guys playing up to a higher level. You need to win games. But next week, where is this Indianapolis Colts game? Here. Nissan it's at Stadium. home. It's Try in Nashville. Stack another home win. Right? So you, I think that was a refreshing win yesterday. It's not, oh, the Titans are going to make the playoffs. Oh, it's night. Everything is fixed. It's not that the sky is falling and then they're, you know, creed six feet from the edge. That, that No, I mean, they are still mathematically in it. That was a refreshing win yesterday. I, I talk about this all the time, Zach. Just like the feeling that at, at NFL fans have it more difficult than any other professional sports fandom. Uh, college football fans the same way. Because a loss on the weekend not only ruins your weekend, it ruins your week leading up to the next weekend of sitting there and dwelling on, oh, oh, we almost beat the Ravens. Oh, we got absolutely smoked by the Cleveland Browns. It's something that just sits and dwells with you. And I like your word for that reason. It's nice to like for Titans fans to go to work on a Monday morning and be like, hey, Titans won yesterday. I didn't have to pull my hair out thinking about my favorite football team. I didn't have to worry about my quarterback. It was great for Titans fans. You guys got to win. My word is enough. Was not good enough, but it was enough to win. You did enough in the first half to put yourself in a position to skate by. Enough is not good enough moving forward, and it won't be when you face some better teams like Indianapolis next week. But you did enough to keep yourself hanging around and keep yourself relevant for another week. And right now, that's really all the Titans needed to do. Uh, and so uh, Kane came in with a super chat, said, let's be honest, only scoring 17 points against the worst team in the NFL is pathetic. It's like beating a game on easy mode. You still beat that game on easy mode. It, yeah, it was on easy mode, but now you're advancing to the next level and you can't, can't beat medium mode or hard mode if you can't beat easy mode. So it was enough for the Titans to survive another week. Some other super chats from the chat here. Uh, we had Elk70 says, did some math fail or did Sam fail math? Two spots ahead of the Colts. I was referring to two uh, games, two wins. Uh, the Colts are six and five. And yeah, so I think are, what he's saying, and Elks is really Big Ten Jeff's burner account, so you got to yeah, watch it. It's, yeah, so it's, we all also know he is a Colts fan, <laughs> right? 
So, you know, he's uh, uh, he's in disguise. But because the Colts have beaten the Titans, right? So they've already had that win. So there's an extra game. They still right. have that game coming up this week that then gets back to one and one. Because the Titans still have a lot of divisional games left to be played. I guess the Titans are 0-2 in the division. They still have the Colts, the Texans twice, and the Jags to, I mean, to try to come back. And who knows? Now, this is going to be more difficult in today's age, but that last game, who knows where the Jags will be in the playoff hunt. That may be a meaningless game. They play meaningless games nowadays. And so, but I get what Elks is trying to say. Yeah, uh, I will stick up for Titans fans too. The Titans are in 13th in the AFC. Get it right. They passed the Chargers, they passed the Patriots, and they jumped somebody else too, and I forget who it was. But yeah, they're they're ahead of three teams now because of tiebreakers and, and things of that nature. The, the Chargers, because um, they Jet, have that. Jets, Chargers, Panthers. Those are the three teams, or, uh, and Patriots. Those are the three AFC teams they're ahead of. Uh, Andre says, struggling to beat the worst team in the NFL wasn't worth possibly losing out on top left tackles in the draft. We need talent to rebuild. Similar situation as last year. Andre, a good topic, something that we'll probably talk about later this week on A to Z Sports here uh, and, and figure out where the Titans are in the draft order right now and what's best for them moving forward. He follows up by saying, we watched another scared conservative game plan instead of trying to dominate third and long screens, predictability, playing not to lose. I I love this. Uh, you have an interest in seeing your reaction there. Uh, you that was also a have reaction. a rookie quarterback. Like guys, like there, you're you are approaching the offense differently because you have a rookie quarterback. And I've I've been uh that now trying to get into vocabulary. I know Will Levis was was correcting his vocabulary after the press conference yesterday. Yeah. I'm not saying like super impressed by Will Levis, but I have I'm like close to impressed. I'm trying to find that other word, but I mean, it's it's comparable. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh man, he is super impressive. Right. I'm not saying that about Will Levis, but for a rookie to be able to stand in and behind a bad offensive line, like he's been pretty good. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I think I, I do kind of agree with Andre though. I, I think they have done... It is my least favorite thing about this team right now. And, and Zach, we're going to get to what our favorite thing is about this Titans win. But my least favorite thing about the Titans win is that anytime they have those negative plays Mike Vrabel refers to, it feels like they just concede. Like if you have a first and 10 run that goes negative one yard, you're in second and 11. It's going to be screen pass draw or double screen or some simple, easy thing like they're so afraid that Will Levis is going to turn the football over that they stop letting him play quarterback. I, I would like to see while you are still alive, you are three and seven coming into this game. Let's give Will Levis the opportunity to take some shots and show like, Hey, that arm talent has looked pretty good. He's able to throw some of those deep balls. Let's give him a chance to make some plays downfield. Let him live. Let him make some mistakes. I think that'll help him long-term. And I get why, it, like a Titans fan is you're watching the game to watch Will Levis right now. Like that is why a lot of Titans fans are tuning in to see, Hey, how's the rookie quarterback looking? And what does this mean for the future of my team? And when you turn on the game to watch Will Levis and it feels like they're doing everything they can to take the ball out of his hands and make it easier for him, that would be irritating. 
All right, so let's hear from Will Levis. But first, going to tell everybody about Krebs Kubota, Middle Tennessee's preferred equipment provider. Krebs Kubota, three locations across Middle Tennessee, Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro. You can visit them online at KrebsKubota.com. That's Krebs with a K. Middle Tennessee's preferred equipment dealer. And it, they've got those convenient locations. But more importantly, they believe in customer satisfaction, which is rooted in their outstanding parts and service department. They have... If you've got a goal to, to build something, to cut your lawn, you got to get prepared. They have the equipment, whether, I mean, on all sides of it, and they've got three locations to do that. That's Krebs Kubota, your trusted Kubota dealer right here in Middle Tennessee, right there, KrebsKubota.com. Today's show powered by BetMGM, the king of sports books. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up with BetMGM. Get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if that first bet doesn't win. Whatever that first wager amount is, it's back in your account in the form of a bonus bet and a second chance to win big. That's what makes them the king of sports books. So sign up with that bonus code ATOZ Sports. All right, let's get to Will Levis in his reaction, trying to get a little bit of that mojo back. Any degree of doubt had crept in because you guys haven't played well? And is there some sense of relief or reestablishment that comes with, with this win? Yeah, I mean, I just uh, I talked to the guys today about, you know, we just we got to get our juice back. We got to just get our mojo back. And it's, it's tough. It's tough, tough these past few weeks looking around after games and just seeing the looks in dudes' eyes of dudes that we all know are dogs and just got guys go out there and have done this year in and year out um, and to just let's regain that confidence today, which I think getting the win uh, alone uh, was enough to do that. And hopefully we can keep that rolling and get these guys confidence up going into Indy. Got to get our mojo back, Zach. I, I will love this. I got to say is an absolute pro in front of the media. Don't you think he's just going to get better and better and better? Like his leadership, you can hear it. You talk about dog and juice. And I love those words because you know, it's kind of like stand up and say it with your chest. Will Levis talks with his chest, and I love that. I and that's where people will follow because they're going to get new players on this football team in the years mm-hmm. to come, right? And you need a guy that gets thrown into the fire his rookie year, gains the leadership, and people will follow him. Where he's not trying to get people up to the line of scrimmage because they're kind of loafing around. In two years, Will Levis is going to turn, grab somebody's face mask, and say, get up to the damn line. Yeah. That's what I like. I like that. Yeah, I mean, he's got this, like, this swagger about him. Like, he's got this mojo about him and this confidence that you need in an NFL quarterback and a leader, like you say, of a locker room. I love that he's not afraid to sit there and say, yeah, like – I look around the locker room. I see a bunch of long faces. I see a bunch of powders. I see a bunch of people that have no confidence. We needed this win to get that juice back in this locker room and realize, hey, we can do this. We can win football games at this level. Uh, I think it really spoke to the vibe in the locker room that I've been feeling from the Titans over the last few weeks. I, I mentioned it off the top, Zach. It, It's not been a very fun room to be in. It's not been a very fun conversation to have with a lot of these players, like asking them what's going wrong. They don't seem to have any answers. The coaching staff is contradicting each other. It's been kind of a mess. And it's nice to just have a quarterback who says, we need juice back. One of your favorite words, juice. That's a Zach Bingham special right there uh, coming from Will Levis. Uh, So it feels good. 
It, it, it does. So this brings us to our question. I think this is going to put some of the pessimistic, which is okay. I mean, you're four and seven. I, I'm not, I am cutting it down a little bit. You can yeah, be hey. a little bit less pessimistic <laughs> on this. But what was the best part of the Titans' win over the Panthers? That's what we're asking you in the chat. I'm curious to see what the chat is going to say because you can pick. There were some good things. There were obviously some bad things, right? But we saw within this win some things that we hadn't seen in the last few games when they were losing. And so you got to take the good with the good. I think that's what Will Levis was expressing is, I've seen it in these guys that were around in practice, but it's hard when you lose. It just is, right? You're not the same type of person when you're not walking into a room uh, with a W on your chest week in, week out. They've had L's, but not this week. So that's the question. What was the best part about the Titans' win over the Panthers on Sunday? All right, let's go to the chat here. The chat, uh, Kicks Good says it's Henry. Uh, IR Hoshi says watching Will Levis. We got the front seven. The King has returned. The front four pressure from Alex and Ashley. Jalen Duncan is the answer from Jody. The strip sack fumble says Darren. The first half as a whole from Chris. Uh, no turnovers from Ryan. Duncan at left tackle from William. Duncan actually blocking at left tackle from Byron. So a lot of love for the rookie sixth round pick out of Maryland. Uh, the win, the win itself. Adam says nothing was good about it. Uh, we've got Henry finally getting into the end zone. He did so twice. As Matt points out, the pass rush from Scott Weaver. Ryan Stonehouse is what Elizabeth says. Stonehouse is what Jake is on. The defense is Amar's answer. Pass rush from Clayton. Zach, what is your answer here? What was the best part of the Titans victory for you? My answer is the same as Alex's answer and Ashley's answer. It was the front four. Yesterday, I feel like for the first time all season, in the broadcast, they, they talked about, in a positive manner, about Harold Landry, yeah. about Danico Autry, about Jeffrey Simmons, and about Arden Key. All four were mentioned in the broadcast. And that was the first time all year that all four, in a positive blight, whether they were making plays, making sacks, strip sacks, recoveries, pressures, those type of things help everybody else in the linebacking and in the second level. That it's the front four. So I'm I'm with Alex, Ashley, and the others that said the front four. That was the best thing because. Isn't that Mike Vrabel's bread and butter, right? Mike Vrabel's a defensive lineman, like at heart and in his soul. That's what he believe, believes sets the tone, helps defenses, helps offenses, forces turnovers. It affects the game. And I, I don't disagree with him. I mean, the, the quarterback position is what, you know, it is. But when you, when you have the front four playing like they did, you can do a lot of positive things and I think we saw that yesterday. Uh, like to finally get a turnover that turns into some damn points. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my lord! I mean, they've had a couple turnovers this year that are just kind of pointless. Like, yeah, you got an interception that didn't really like matter or do anything to like affect the outcome of a game. But one of the big differences between the Titans' defense this year and the Titans' defense last year that helped them sit at seven and three at one point 
was the fact that they created turnovers that turned into points and completely flipped games on their head. And you see how not easy, but how impactful it is. Arden Key with that strip sack on Bryce Young turns into a Derrick Henry touchdown. Titans felt like they really grabbed a hold of that game and had command of that game uh, right after that play. I will go kind of related to that, and I will go with Derrick Henry as my best thing from that victory. Over 70 yards, two touchdowns, not easy 70-plus yards. I think he had like 76, 78, something like that. The offensive line has not done a very good job blocking for him pretty much all year, uh, but I think you finally started to see Derrick Henry break out a couple big runs when he had some space. He leaned on this defense over the course of the game. He hit a big one late in that four-minute drill when they needed it to really milk some more clock. And two touchdowns, Zach. What do we talk about with this offense? Red zone offense. Titans were two for two in the red zone yesterday. Uh, two for two because they ran the football well in the red zone. Why was Todd Downing's offense effective in the red zone? Because they could run the ball in the red zone. So Derrick Henry getting back to pay dirt uh, and finding a couple big runs late in the game, I think was a real positive for the Titans and something they will obviously need to continue if they want to do, if they want to stay in this hunt, right? If they want to stay alive, it goes on Derrick Henry. So plus, I mean, we got a milestone. We got 9,000. That was a big, I think, positive for Titans fans to hang their hat on yesterday. Yeah, no, absolutely. So glass half full, glass half empty. I'm going to go glass half full, and then we got a super chat that goes half empty. I think we both need to talk about it because let's just be honest, Sam, the glass can get poured out pretty quick over the next couple of games. And yeah. that's just the reality and what they've put themselves into. But – Will Levis truly has not had a game where Derrick Henry has helped him tremendously. Where Derrick Henry, yesterday was the closest that we've seen with Will Levis, but he hasn't had the Tannehill-type game where you hand the ball off, there's 75 yards, there's up 7 nothing. they go or down there, they kick a field goal, they're up 10 nothing. Even the, the screen teams, pass, right? The screen pass that goes for 60, and you're just like, oh, that looks pretty good on the stat sheet. <laughs> Will Levis, because the, the Falcons game, Will Levis did that, right? That yeah. was a Will Levis thing. It wasn't a Derrick Henry, and we know Derrick Henry has that in him, but imagine if against the Colts this week, Derrick Henry goes off, right? We'll talk about Derrick Henry coming up before the end of the show, but – that hasn't happened yet. Imagine if Will Levis can have some time. The other thing, and I know that the, the pitchforks are coming out here in a second because I'm no, going to say course. this because I think this needs to be said. I think Traylon Burks not being on the field and not being healthy is very impactful to hmm. this offense. Hmm. Regardless of what you think about him, and he has been trashola, coleslaw, because he's been when he's when he's when he's on the field, he's had drops and he hasn't been very good. When he has been off the field, it's been because of injury over long weeks. Concussions are concussions. Titans fans, Adam Humphreys could have been a lot better, but he wasn't because once he got knocked out in Cincinnati, which they did wear the same uniform combination 
when he was knocked out in Cincinnati, as they did yesterday, which yesterday was the first time that they've won a regular season game with that uniform combination. Did you know that? I did not. <laughs> Dark blues over whites. They've lost. They lost to the Jets uh, a couple of years ago. They have. They don't wear those. They don't like to, to wear those because they lose every time. I think we're going to see starting a trend. I wouldn't be surprised if they go back to back navy blue over white pants, which I actually like. Yeah, I thought those were clean. I got to say. So that little side note, but Adam Humphreys, his Titans career got derailed because of concussions. Excuse, reason, whatever you want. Traylon Burks is a first-round pick, picked to replace A.J. Brown, and he hasn't done any of that. And we got a little bit of breaking news. Woo, woo, woo. Because, Sam, the Tennessee Titans at 4-7 and seven just fired a head coach. What? What? The team they just played. Frank Wright oh, is fired oh, from the I... Carolina Panthers. Breaking news. Oh, goodness. After falling to one in 10, I, I know I got you, but man, do I, I hope oh, I dude, got that... some people in the chat. Why that shades of uh last year's like this time last year, Zach, Austin and I have a morning show. We're like, you know, this this frustrating loss to the Eagles. Austin's like, hey, come meet me for lunch. I get in my car. I leave for lunch. I get a call from Austin. John Robinson's been fired. John Robinson's been fired. Turn around, turn around, turn around. I thought we were going to have to do another two hours here. I got a couple. Good. Oh, yes. I got Ronald. I got Steven. Oh, man. I hope I got Alex with all the last. Alex goes, my heart dropped. Well, yeah, full, full <laughs> kind of behind the scenes here. I turn my phone on Do Not Disturb during the show because I don't want to get text notifications during the show. So I am completely dark to what happens outside of our little conversation here while we're while we're live. That got me. I'm not going to lie. I, I didn't lie to you, though, Sam. No, you did, did not. I did well, not lie did to you. you because the they David did Kemper, end up. I mean, he was on the hot seat, and now he's on the no seat. Well, David Temper uh, was apparently heard at Nissan Stadium leaving the, uh, the Panthers locker room yelling a bunch of expletives yesterday, like pissed off while – underneath uh the the stands of nissan stadium and i gotta say david temper has nobody to blame but himself because frank reich wanted cj stroud and that's what happens all you owners out there it's what happens when you meddle don't meddle let your football people make football moves well so. and, and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't True. the owner <laughs> owns the company yeah the owner can do whatever the owner wants Ask Bud Adams when he drafted Vince Young, right? You think that Jeff Fisher won? won. Now, here's the thing is they all kind of sucked. I mean, Jay Cutler had a longer career, but Matt Leinart and Vince Young were no good. But, you know, the Panthers have been very, very bad. Here, man, I, man, I forgot about this, and I'm kind of disappointed. And then we'll go to our next topic. Another, oh, we also need to get to the glass half-empty super chat that right. I saw. One the second best thing that the Titans did yesterday, and it could have been the best thing, and I did not see it in the chat. Adam Thielen was oh. shut down. A guy Adam, I, he's on my fantasy team. I know. Their I, I track offense, him. Literally, their entire offense this year has been 
throw to Adam Thielen 12 times a game and just hope that that does enough to move us down the field. Like they haven't been able to run the ball. Well, they don't really have another weapon and they, yeah, they locked him up. Incredible coverage on Adam Thielen. They had some other back in miscues, Christian Fulton and, and others, but locking down Adam Thielen was what did that force Bryce young to do to scramble and run for his life. And then when he, did get an opportunity. He was checked down Charlie, you know, and Chuba got plenty of yards, but they were never enough to continue. Like it, you can only do that so much. So kudos to the Titans for shutting down Adam Thielen. That needed to be recognized on this show. For so sure. James is going to go glass half empty. I did the trailing perks glass half full before the Frank Wright news, but James says, why not tank with over a hundred million in camp in a cap and trade Vrabel to New England and stockpile picks. I'd also trade that very high pick for hella picks like we should have done with Marcus Mariota. I think you got to think about Marcus Mariota, James. Hindsight's always 2020. They did that the year before, right? They had the number one overall pick and they traded back and then they drafted Marcus Mariota with the number two overall pick. So they weren't going to do that. I, I get the strategy, James, but I yeah, that's not own, what's that's what I do not think that is going to happen. I don't I, know what's going on in the interiors. I don't know if you saw the the Boston Globe report talking about Mike Grable yeah. and and Rand Carthon. To my knowledge, just for I guess Titans, to my knowledge, that is not the case. Uh, from what I am familiar with, from Mike, from Ran. And from their relationship, I felt like that was a bit um, inaccurate, I guess, for uh, from uh, the Boston Globe there. Um, yeah, there's a lot of he said, he said, she said about the, this team right now and, you know, where the Titans view Mike Vrabel as their head coach. Diana Rossini had the report last week about, you know, ownership believes they've got the right head coach long term. Um I think my my biggest issue with that super chat is I don't think you take steps backward in order to take steps forward. And so you see this teams do this sometimes. Um, I can point to a situation I'm very familiar I, I, I with. Kinda di I disagree with you. Well, let me explain what I mean. Because tanking to go get a quarterback or go get like one big player is a little different. But when he suggests trading away Mike Vrabel to get picks to then – stockpile for the future i think the if you're the titans right now if you're titans ownership you can look at this team and say there are some pieces already in place you already have maybe the quarterback probably the quarterback you probably feel pretty good about that you already have a young offensive lineman in peter skaronsky you already have some uh, a guy in deandre hopkins who's under contract next season and can be around for you next season you have an incomplete team, but you do have talent on this team. They just don't have enough talent throughout the roster. Where I think they would be unwise is to have this $100 million in cap space, which they can go spend on players, and think that they can tank, sign everybody, draft everybody, ditch their head coach, and be good all in one offseason. I think you need to start building. And Darren says, yeah, Tajay Spears, I think, has been a great uh, great addition for them. 
I think what they need to do is start building on what's already there. That $100 million in cap space is going to help them do that a ton. But this is a Mike Vrabel vision, a Rand Carthon vision. You don't pull the rug out from your head coach. And I was actually going to say this about Carolina. I think that's a big miss on the Panthers part that you know your team sucks. You go, you draft the quarterback. You don't even get through the first season. And you you say, no, no more out of out of our head coach. I think it would be a reset to fire Mike Vrabel or trade Mike Vrabel or move on from Rand Carthon. That's not wise because the Titans need to build on the current foundation to get to a winning spot. I, I agree with that. They are not in the same position, right? Not all teams are created equal. I also would say if you followed the Frank Reich situation, they mentioned this a little bit on the broadcast, but people knew this. I mean, Frank Reich kind of made his own bed. He, he gave up play calling a few that games later. Yeah, that was bad. He took okay. back play calling. They were still bad. They're actually worse. So they like, won their one game that he wasn't calling the plays, and then he it, took them back. And yeah, yeah, those are decisions that you made that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was bad, bud. So that difference, let's separate it. Titans are not in that situation. I do believe Diana Rossini, and this is what I've been saying if you've watched the show. Mike Vrabel is not gonna. I don't I don't believe he's gonna get traded to the Patriots. I don't, yeah. I don't think they were gonna fire him. I know others wanted him fired, and, and we may have been singing a different tune if they would have lost yesterday, but they didn't. And I I just don't think that Mike Vrabel, and I, I wish all you know, Austin usually on the show on Mondays is like Mike Vrabel's making all the decisions, and then all of a sudden he thinks that you know Vrabel's gonna be gone. It just that's not how this works. So I think Mike Vrabel is going to be your head coach, whether you like it or not. You got to build on the pieces. You got to draft well, draft better, and you know you got to you got to kind of savor and save the season. And if you can beat Indianapolis, now all of a sudden you're five and seven. Then you're gonna you're gonna start seeing some in the hunt graphics. Let me just say that you're you're beating the Chargers. You've beaten the Bengals. You know, like I know that. You're somewhere. You still got the Texans twice. You're you're not, and the Broncos still have to play the Chiefs. I don't. The I, AFC North have got to play each other, and the Bills' schedule is really tough. That's another team. Bills' schedule is really, really tough. I think you can beat the Texans too. I know that CJ Stroud's spectacular. The rest of that football team is not. I don't know if you can put uh, up enough points for the Texans. That that that'll be the problem. So we'll, we'll see. All right, um, let's let you talk about vision. Let's shift to our next topic because I, I do think this is. You can answer this question a couple of different ways. And shout out to to James Saunders. He didn't have a comment, but if you do have a comment, James, we appreciate the super chat. We'll get to you. Uh, if I see in the comments, but appreciate your super chat right there, James. Sam, this leads us into 9K to 10K. We're going to talk about that, but first Ooh. tell everybody about Aura Bye Bye Spammers. Yeah, Bye Bye Spammers. Uh, you got to get the Aura app and sign up with Aura because anybody can find anything on the internet. That's your full name, personal email, home address, phone number, even relatives. Internet's a scary place, guys, uh, but 
or it can find uh, all the data brokers that have your information and have it removed. For me, they found 24 different data brokers that had my info and they actively removed my info from all of them because data brokers profit from selling your information to robocallers, telemarketers, spammers, anybody who wants to learn more info about you. If you get the unknown caller on your cell phone all the time, if you, you know, pick up, hello, you got a robot or some dial tone on the other end, you're getting spam called and Aura can help you get rid of that problem and that uh, annoyance altogether. Uh, they can even opt you out of junk mail and telemarketing lists. They've got a VPN, a password manager, real-time credit and identity theft monitoring. Any internet safety tool that you'll ever need is all inside one app. So sign up with Aura. Let Aura do the hard work of keeping you safe online and get a two-week free trial with our link. It's Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. It is the sports. We're going to hear from Mike Vrabel here in a second that says something that maybe we can read between the lines. But first, uh, speaking of lines, there's a line tonight on the Monday Night Football game that you can bet on. Use the bonus code A-T-O-Z sports risk free bet up to $1,500 for new users on your first bet with BetMGM, but you got to use that promo code, that bonus code, A-T-O-Z Sports. That's A-T-O-Z-S-P-O-R-T-S. They're the king of the sports book. That's BetMGM. Sam, let's get to Mike Vrabel. This, I think, is something, what is he insinuating here Ooh. after Derrick Henry surpassed nine thousand yards keyword nine thousand yards that and you know Derek and you know again he he wants to to impact the game you know I know that and uh, and we want to let him proud of him you know the career that he's had thus far you know nine thousand yards you know need ten thousand that was the tail end of an answer uh, I was asking Vrabel about just how he felt about Henry's performance overall. Derrick Henry's been very self-critical uh, in the past couple weeks, feeling like he can do more. I think most people that watch Titans games would go, hey, Derrick, you're all good, bud. Uh, deck is kind of stacked against you here a little bit. Mike Vrabel had some of the same messaging and finishes it by saying 9,000. Proud of him. Need 10,000. That's an interesting milestone to be already looking after. And Mike Vrabel said that before, like, hey, I think it was when he passed, uh, he passed, I went up, I think it was Chris Johnson or somebody like that, went up on, or Earl Campbell maybe, went up over Earl Campbell on the Titans all-time leaderboard. And he said, now we need to go get Eddie. And I've already told Eddie, we're coming after him. Like, Derek's going to go get him. Well, Eddie's up over 10,000, so... You're going to have to hit that mark. All right, so Vrabel, I think, leads us to this question. Will Derrick Henry get to 10,000 career rushing yards in a Titans uniform? That's another key. In a Titans uniform, yes or no. Curious what the chat says because, you know, this has some levels within this question because it's the future. Can he get it this year? No. I mean – you get two 200-yard rushing games. He's been able I to mean, do that. Now, it, all of a sudden, you know, you're at 400. You got a number of games left. Could you backdoor your way in? I mean, now the Titans. Now, you know, I told you that Derrick Henry wasn't helping Will Levis like he used to. That would really be helping Will Levis. Oh, we're having a different converse. If Derrick Henry hits 10,000 this year, I think we might be covering a playoff team at this point. Like, I mean, it. how many games have they got left? They got seven left or six left, 
Six games left and 900 rushing yards. A little over 900 is what he would need to hit 10K. We're looking at, you know, 130 yards per game. I mean, we're, it's going to take a lot to, to hit, hit it this season. Buck 66. Oh, whoa. Even way more than I thought. Whoa. Six games. Yeah. So... Yeah, yeah, he's not getting there this year. I'm, I'm so <laughs> that's why I say the question is, if he gets 10K, will it be in a Titans uniform? Let's go to the chat real quick, then I'm curious to see what you have to say, Sam. Jaron says yes. Nate says yes. Patrick says yes. Deborah says yes. Ashley says yes. I think so. Again, you guys got to read the question. That means that the Titans are re-signing Derrick Henry. So maybe that's actually what they think. Willie says no. I will say yes. Yes, next season if the offensive line can't get right. Guys, Derrick Henry is in the final year of his contract. He is a free agent. Let's keep that in mind. Uh, Going to go no. Yes, they better make it happen. Bring him back for a year. Mr. Jones says yes. Pastor Raymond says yes. Hello, lady says nope. Michael says nope. Uh, Hopefully, but I don't think so. I hope so. From Jake, yes. He loves it here. From Byron, Six game left. If he averages 175, you know, yeah, he, he goes for 225 against the Colts. Oh, that average goes Still down a little is. bit. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. A lot of people, and maybe they're thinking with their heart a little bit. Uh, T Shannon does say, no, I think it's Henry's last year. But we've got a lot of yeses. Sam. Does Derrick Henry get 10 K in a Titans uniform? Yes, I think he does. I think he does because I do think he's back next year, Zach. Um, I I think the situation with bringing back Derrick Henry is, is complex because right on the surface, you see what it is, which is a soon-to-be 30-year-old running back who does not have the same burst that he had just two or three years ago, who's racked up quite a bit of uh, of carries in his time here and probably – is not the Titans feature guy moving forward. I think they are ready to hand that torch to Tajay Spears, a guy who can make that first man miss um, and, and really be an, an explosive runner. But I don't think Derrick Henry is going to hit free agency and get $10 million to go play somewhere. I don't think he's going to hit free agency and get paid to come and be somebody's primary back that gets 250 to 300 carries. I think the market for Derrick Henry as a free agent is going to be one of come compliment us with some power running and be the smash to somebody else's dash. But if that's what all these teams are offering him in free agency, he should just be the smash to Tajay Spears' dash. Stay home, build your legacy with the Titans Stay with the head coach that you love and Mike Vrabel. And is there another coach and play caller in the National Football League that's going to use Derrick Henry more than the Titans will? I don't think so. So I, I think yeah, Derrick's made his money. He's making a lot of money this year. You can bring him back on a one-year, $4 million deal. Get, give him give him some you know, a nice one-year cushion. And I, by the way, I do read something into Mike Vrabel's comment I think he wants to get him there. I think he wants to hit that career milestone in a Titans uniform uh, and help Derek become the Titans all-time, the franchise all-time leading rusher. So yes, I think they bring him back. 
I think it's close, but I do think he gets there. I, I say no, and I say no because of a number of reasons. I think the Titans need to and will move on from Derrick Henry. I think Derrick Henry, and you know, to put it blunt, has served his purpose as a running back for this franchise. He's given them so much, right? An identity, the face, uh, you know, jerseys. I mean, that's when you see a Titans jersey, it, it's 22, right? I yep. mean, it's not anybody else. And he's been great in the community. He's a great dude. Like he, he, he checks, check, 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 check. He checks all those boxes. But all good things must come to an end. And Sam, I think the X factor is Rand Carthon. Rand Carthon has got yeah. to find his team. And his team is a running back too. And like he, he knows what he doesn't have. He doesn't need him. Yeah. Like, I, like $4 million. I don't know. You put $4 million to a lot of different things. You can give Will Levis more weapons. You can protect Will Levis a lot better. You can replace. So, well, you're going to have to replace Kevin Byard, right? You need a, a good True. safety. You need cornerback help, right? So, uh, Danico Autry is probably not going to be back, right? So, you got to have another defensive lineman. I, I Every ending every ending doesn't come like Michael Strahan and John Elway and Peyton Manning and Jerome Bettis and I just think that Derrick Henry is going to be in a different uniform I think Derrick Henry almost was in a different uniform a few weeks ago so you got to kind of and nobody nobody's like oh man we got to bring back Derrick to get him 10k in a Titans nobody thinks like that it's a business right and Rand Carthon sure as hell doesn't think like that. Doesn't mean that they're not friends, they're not boys, or he doesn't realize the impact that Derek has made. But Derek's not the same running back he was in his 2,000-yard season. That's just the facts. And it's okay, guys. That's it's true. okay. But take your $100 million, including the millions that you would pay Derek, and go find a backup running back behind Tajay Spears because he has been a light Right, Spears is a featured back. I well, I was saving this just so we could say this. Uh, the days of like the small, quick, quote unquote gadget running back not being able to be a feature back, but only being used on third down. Like those days are over. Look at who's dominating the league right now. The Spears' style now. Hear me out. Does his style not remind you some of Christian McCaffrey in terms of his running style and size? Do you watch Raheem Mostert? Do you watch Devon Achan? Do you watch these guys that are dominating the NFL right now with these big explosive runs? Running backs do not look like Derrick Henry. They don't even look or run like Ezekiel Elliott anymore. Those guys fade out of the league pretty quickly uh, at this point in time. And they might have a big year, and then they're kind of done. Uh, the guys like Tajay Spears are the guys that are the feature backs that actually take over. And by and, the way, he can be three downs because he's great in pass protection. Yeah, so, that, and that's the other caveat. It's backwards, right? Derrick Henry's not going to come in and give Tajay Spears a blow on third down. It, it doesn't work. It, it's reverse. Derrick Henry's not going to play third down. It, yeah. 
He's not. That's not his skill set. He is a first and second down, grind it out back, give you an opportunity to move a defense up, to use play action and throw it down the field and get wide receivers and tight ends open. So uh, I don't think he's back next year, so I don't think he he gets the 10K. I Unless oh, he could get 10K this year. He's got to hey, start with 250. I'll get on board with 10. that. I'll get on board with that. I do see people saying too, like, well, oh, the, those are some committees. But like it's a committee league right now. I, I think if you're looking for like, oh, feature back does not mean be the bell cow that Derrick Henry is that takes the ball 25 times a game. It just means can play first down, can play third down. And maybe there's two guys that combine for 25 carries, but they are your offensive identity. I think Tajay Spears can absolutely be a big part of that. This offense needs to be about the wide receivers and Will Levis. And the running back position needs to be complimentary. Sam, where did Rand Carthon come from? San Francisco. What's the idea behind their entire running back system? Outside zone, run routes, pass protect. Rand Carthon is going to lean more towards that than... And hey, three things that Tasha Spears does very well. Run outside zone, pass protect, and run routes. That's why he drafted him. Yeah, Exactly. So uh, I think all of these, there's your sign. I, I, you want Derrick Henry to stay a Titan, into Titan, always be a Titan, and he will be conceptually, but he may end his career like Emmett did in Arizona. Yeah. So uh, there you go. Sam, some exciting news because for the first time, you will get to play the age game. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's go. The age game. We're going to get right to that, but tell everything, everybody about Wilson County Hyundai real quick. Wilson County Hyundai, Wilson County Hyundai. Uh, they need to be a part of your car buying process at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. They sponsor all of our end of show segments. Uh, get your hands on a Hyundai. I, I, you know, favorite car I've ever driven was a Hyundai. Uh, so go to Wilson wilsoncountyhyundai.com, make them a part of your new car buying process. Man, unfortunately, we have got, I have to police, and this has to happen. And you mess around and you find out. I would, I would have said exactly what it is, but unfortunately, we're going to have to send some people to timeout. And Jake, Uh-oh. you're going to timeout. Uh-oh. And I... I I'm going to find you. I'm going to hunt you down and I'm not going to ban you, but you're in timeout and you're going to be publicly ridiculed Jake, because that's not how this works, bud. You you don't sit there. I have not asked the question yet. You have no idea who we're going to play, but I'm putting your ass in timeout. So here we go. I'm not going to look at chat at all during. uh... You're suspended. All right, there we go. User is suspended. You're suspended for the next 15 minutes. So you're not going to get to play, Jake. So (laughs) bye-bye. Jake was throwing out wild numbers, and that's not how this works. So um, here you abide. Abide by the rules and play fair. And whoever. So Jake, and even if you win now, Jake Hughes, you ruined this for yourself. So you're in timeout, and I want you to hear me because you watch this show consistently, but you've ruined it for yourself. So every time I see your comments on Monday and Tuesday, you're going to get ridiculed. So be it a warning for everybody. 
Jake's in timeout. Jakey Wakey ain't going to be awake for the rest of this show. <laughs> and if he comes back and I see him again, his ass going to be put in timeout again. I'm not messing around. Don't mess and ruin the game for everybody because everybody's running suicides because of Jake. That's how this works. Back to the game. All right, Sam. Oh, I did have a practice run because I was on the phone with Austin a couple weeks ago, and he was like, oh, we played this new thing called the name game. I'm like, what the heck? Or, or the age game. I'm like, what the his age game? He goes, oh, you just guess somebody's age. Funny enough, he, he told me the person. I don't remember who it was that day. My guess was the exact same guess that Austin said he put in <laughs> on, the, on the show that morning. So we'll see so how you I do. Feel. You kind of know how this works. I, I, my theory is that you give me a person, I tell you how old they are. I don't know how I win because I feel like it's kind of hard to get it right on the dot. But. Well, no, but people get it right on the dot every single time besides oh. Jake. Jake cannot, but you can. The last couple of times, Austin it has been like one year away. He's That's what it was angry. for me. I, it was one that he was a year, sh like one year young, and I had the same guess as him. And I was like, maybe I'm better at this than I thought because oh. – all right, so here is the question. I was going to make it a two-part question, but only I'm going to make it easy. And you'll appreciate this because I have not seen this. I'm curious if you've seen this, and if you have seen this, maybe you have a leg up. Okay. The question to start out, a movie was released recently mm. featuring Joaquin Phoenix as Ooh. Napoleon. How old was Napoleon when he died? That is oh. the question I'm going to get out there. So hide the chat. Don't use yeah, the chat. Yeah, I, I don't have the chat. Um, but the question is, how, how old was Napoleon when he died? He is a deceased. It's not how old Joaquin Phoenix is because he is a certain age. But Napoleon died at a certain age. I'm not going to tell you what it is because that's the guessing game. But that's the number we are trying to find. Can I ask you, by the way, are there more than one question in a name game or an age game? Or is this well, my only, like, is this my only one of the. You the only get game? one guess and stop looking at the chat. If you're looking at the chat, I, I don't even have it up. I got the okay. brand up. I got the, I, um, so I, I don't really have any sort of his, historic. I, I mean, I know, I know Napoleon, like. I would just have to guess it's a, I would. So I'm going to use context clues. I'm going to guess. He dies in the movie. Think that's a logical conclusion. He's not. He's not still alive. I'll tell you that. Oh well, yeah, I got that. <laughs> got that one. Thanks. Um, I'm gonna say he dies in the movie, and if Joaquin Phoenix plays him, he is probably of an age that Joaquin Phoenix can pull off when he dies. I think anything shy of forty is a dumb guess. I think anything over. 70 is a dumb guess. 60 is also probably a dumb guess because he, he was like fighting wars and shit. So I, I'm going to go with 42 is how old Napoleon was when he died. Is that your final answer? That, that's my final. I don't have a better guess. So All right, Sam, you're locked in at 42. I'm probably way off. I, you get a leg up because you get a singular guess. How this works in the chat is the first person, that's why Jake is in timeout, oh. is the first person that guesses it correct. You know, you play, you play games. That makes way more sense why Jake got in trouble then. Um, exactly. And the way that he did, right? So 
I, I, I hold a stern precedent, right? You get what you deserve. So Jake's disqualified, but the first person within this chat it organizes to guess it correct is our champion, as David, the late David Stern would say. You are our weekly champion. And Sam, they get a special prize that Ooh. not everybody gets. And it is, it is spectacular. I like it. So Stephen King is our first guess of how old was Napoleon when he died? He came in at 56. No, I don't like how 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 far away from my guess that is. That, that is, makes more Joaquin Phoenix sense. He is incorrect. Devin Mills says 39 or 38, excuse me. He is incorrect. Nicole goes 33. That is wrong. Justin, 54. No, sir. That, that is incorrect. Okay, that felt DeMarco, 55. That is also wrong. 44, not it. American Tough, 47. That is also wrong. Ashley goes 68, wrong. Jody, 48, wrong. Eric is incorrect at 47. Woo, we have, we are keep on going. We got plenty of opportunities. Brad goes 43, that's not right. 59's wrong. Dave says 39, that is wrong. Mark D says 48, that is also wrong. Lucas, 39, nope. 26, wrong. 52 from Jeff, nope. Billy Jean Jones, that has been a champion before. Oh, incorrect at 67. Jimmy, no, sir. Jimmy says 55, and 55 is wrong. 47 is wrong. 59 is wrong. Preston is wrong at 54. We do have a winner, though, because, uh -oh. and Sam. You were going down the right path because Joaquin Phoenix plays Napoleon, right? And so he would be right around that age. Joaquin Phoenix is 49 years old. Okay. But Napoleon died at age 51. Okay. Rashid. Go, oh, Rashid. Rashid, we took this was one of the longer ones. And you know, Rashid, and this is the special thing that Rashid gets, and not everybody does. Rashid officially, we don't do this for everybody, gets 40% off of <laughs> our merch. Okay, this is huge for Rashid. Rashid, you can go to our store shop.adazesportsnational.com. I've gone in there and I've hand selected all of the items and I've changed and slashed their prices for you, Rashid. 40% off all of our A to Z sports merch. You can get it right there. Get it locked in. Look, we got pullovers ready. We've got that hat that, that Sam's wearing. But Rashid, our A to Z sports champion of this week's age games. It's not Jake. Jakey Wakey made the mistakey, but Rashid came in there with the 51, which was correct. Uh, yeah, he says he took an educated guess. I was trying to go that way, and now that I think about it, I was – I knew Joaquin Phoenix was, like, well older than 42. I just kind of thought, like, maybe, like, they did some movie makeup stuff and was like, oh, he's 42 years old and he died. Uh, no, that sounds, like – dead on because it is is that you know that's the age game yeah so i love it it's fantastic, fun fantastic show there sam that, this was, we got a lot covered absolutely absolutely loved it uh we will be back well i guess zach you will be back uh tomorrow uh on the a to z sports morning show alongside austin i will be over at st thomas sports park later today 
go ahead. I'll, you got something? Yeah. yeah, I do because I do check these, and Kane actually sends a super chat to confirm this. So I, I want. I always have my tabs on the super chat. Kane says Zach should read all super chats. He reads the entire comment, unlike Sam or Austin. They paraphrase or skip them completely. Which I, I don't skip them. I try not to skip them. I really try not to skip them. I try and create like a little sidebar in my brain where I'm like, get to those super chats, but I'm I'm a little absent-minded sometimes, guys. And then Fulcrum brings in something. So shout out to Kane. Thank you for the compliment. Because I, I respect the super chats. 499 means 499. That's good. That that's good right there. We respect that as a company that goes back into the company and helps us grow. Fulcrum brings up a super chat that actually could help a future show this week because they say, I don't think Vrabel is a good rebuilding coach. He's an excellent coach when the pieces are already in place. That's when Vrabel came in. The pieces were already in place. They were already a playoff team. Is Mike Vrabel a good rebuilding coach? That could be a question we ask on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday of this week as they get prepared to to rebuild in the future, but play Indianapolis. So uh, I did want to get to those super chats before you, you close us out. Well, Hey, yeah, we will. Uh, I'll have to make a, uh, a mental note of that. We'll write that down and send it in our chat here so that we can maybe cover that exact topic to that fulcrum uh, points out here on a future show. Like you mentioned, uh, Zach, you will be on the show tomorrow morning alongside Austin uh, to kind of uh, dive into some of these other topics from this game, coming away from this game. Maybe any topics that get addressed at Mike Vrabel's press conference later today, which I will be at in person at St. Thomas Sports Park to cover. Uh, go on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook to get all of our coverage from the press conference and see what Mike Vrabel has to say. I will be Titans at 2 tomorrow afternoon reacting to the press conference. So Titans at 2, I will be live. And then Buck Rising on A to Z Sports primetime uh, going throughout the week as well. Keep an eye on that stuff. Keep it locked on A to Z Sports.com for all of the rest of our Titans content. Like the show before you guys go. And we will see you later. Peace out. Adiós.